0: Petros Jakouris has been working in talent development, community building, and digital marketing for the past six years. His training and marketing experience includes working with organizations such as LinkedIn, Peking University, and Volkswagen. As co-founder at Beehive, he bridges China with the rest of the world through employability training, job fairs, and content for international talent that wants to work or start business in China. As a supporter of youth empowerment, entrepreneurship and personal development, he serves as a mentor at German Accelerator and a global shaper at the World Economic Forum. Petros hails from Cyprus and speaks Mandarin and Chinese. So Petros, welcome to this episode of uh, VUCA Leadership. I was really looking forward to have the, this discussion with you today. Uh, great things to, to bring in public. So welcome. Thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you for the invitation, Spiros. It's going to be incredible.
0: OK, uh, so uh, Petros, uh, tell us a bit of your background. Where were you before? How did you came up with the ideas? and uh, uh, to, to get involved with the China market and all this great stuff, because normally this is the definition on VUCA, decisions and situation. situations. So, uh, how is it?
1: Great. Uh, I guess that uh, VUCA is... Uh, uh, I, okay, it's, it's, it's a word that kind of relates to my situation, but it's, I think it's VUCA that I call to myself, so I don't have a very straightforward journey So I uh, studied economics in the UK, after the UK, I went to China, I spent almost five years there, and uh, now I'm living in Spain. So uh, my experience ranges from uh, talent, uh, development, uh, marketing, training, coaching, and I've done this in a lot of different um, countries. So I'm currently based uh, in uh, in Spain, working in Google Ads while running a company in, in China remotely through the help of my uh, partners and supporters um, in Beijing. Uh, So I hope that through this uh, conversation and mostly story sharing and experience sharing, I can bring some value to your audience. And again, thank you so much uh, for the invitation, Spiros.
0: Definitely. So let's uh, see why did you move to China?
1: So I moved to China very uh, randomly, if I could say so many people uh, that uh, work with China or live in China would say that you know they've had a very long-term uh, aspiration of going to China or working with this great economy, or uh, we you know whatever have you they work with China for different reasons. But for my my reasons uh, was were very random. I kind of persuaded my best friend to move to China with me. So essentially, uh, we were just uh, graduating. And uh, the idea was to just do a gap year in China. Uh, the idea was to teach English in a small village and to kind of just like experience living in a developing country in a very uh, wild and exotic place I, because I come uh, from Cyprus, which is Cyprus is a village as well, but it's not so, uh, I think it's very different to, to China if you can compare it. Of course, you can compare it in some ways if we can see throughout the, the conversation, but in any case, the, the, Chinese, the China journey started very randomly and it uh, moved on very randomly in, in, a, in a very in a very volatile and certain and uh, complex and ambiguous way, if I can say that. Uh, so my first experience with China was uh, uh, teaching in, uh, in Beijing. So instead of going to a village, uh, we got sent in a big metropolis of 20 million people. So uh, it was a very random decision. Uh, that I do not uh, regret, and uh, I would say that I have a very long-term relationship uh, with China and Chinese people. So since 2015, since I graduated from university, I've been working with China, uh, either living or working with China and doing a lot of stuff uh, remotely, especially with COVID, which brought in a lot of uh, changes to what we do at uh, our organization, Beehive, which we still run after Six years of running, and we've we've uh, went through a lot of uh, VUCA uh, pivots uh, that we're navigating. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so China happened very randomly. But uh, I've been uh, I studied Chinese uh, for two years. Like uh, one was for full time, the other one was uh, just part time. Uh, But now I'm fluent in Chinese. I can have uh, you know proper conversation in Chinese. I work at the Chinese company. So um, yeah, it's. there, there are many more things that I could say, but I'm gonna keep that uh, there and we can unfold the story as we go. <laughs>
0: okay. So uh, as I, if I understood correct, the, the decision was based on fun and pleasure and uh, later later after it became um, business or uh, business thing?
1: Well, the, um, in the beginning, it was more like uh, just experiencing something. So my plan was uh, to do um, a master's in the UK. I had an offer from a you know, fancy university to do com- computational finance, which is a combination of computer science, so technology, and finance, making money. So, you know, it's like leveraging tech to make money, that was the idea, right? Uh, but after one year in China, I decided that, you know, many Cypriots, because uh, I'm from Cyprus, many Cypriots can do a master's at fancy universities, but not many Cypriots can uh, speak Chinese. I think there may be no more than... 60 or 70 people in Cyprus that speak, I mean, non-Chinese people, so Mm Cypriots that actually speak Chinese. So I decided that for my benefit, it would make more sense to um, stay in China and for another year to study Chinese. Mm -hmm. And uh, during that year, it was when uh, I think it was my book highest uh, year ever in my life, because I felt super confused with everything, because I had studied economics at a pretty good university in the UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, instead of going back to Cyprus and doing the, the chartered accountancy certification, which was uh, my parents' dream. And I think the, the parents of every Cypriot, uh, it's like how to make your prou- your uh, parents proud in Cyprus. It's like, okay, I just do the ACA or the ACCA. Take, okay, I have that now, I can move on with my life and kind of do something that mm-hmm. actually gives me pleasure and meaning and I can be good at it. But anyway, so, so instead of going the the common route that most Cypriots do which is either to study in the UK and then go back to Cyprus and do a masters or you know study in the UK and then go to London work for a big four whatever nothing against accountants by the way I think they're amazing people. I think they, they have a lot to learn through a very a very VUCA environment as well as a, as, a, as a big four but uh, yeah so uh, in my second year just uh, this was back in 20. Um, C17 2017 I was studying Chinese full time and uh, that's when I felt okay where am I going with this you know I studied economics I didn't do the uh, the chartered and then I went to China to teach English for a year and now I am learning Chinese so what's next for me right so um, back in the UK when I was studying I, w- I would always use the career c- the career center of our university which is like a free service for students Uh, to help them with their cv help them network help them connect with employers so i did the same with my chinese university in beijing so i went there i knocked the door and uh, i discovered that there's no support for international students in in china especially for actually there's no career support in general for students uh, unless you study at a very you know very top-notch chinese university so in general career support was not something that i could find so i tried to do something by myself. And uh, I spoke to this with a few friends, I spoke with the Germans, I spoke with the Cypriots, the Greeks, the Italians, the Chinese, whatever, I spoke to everyone and from all of these people, just two people sticked. One was my, my best friend that I already knew for 10 years, so he doesn't count, but of course he, he counts. Anyway, my co-founder. And the, the other person was a Greek uh, girl who also believed uh, in me, in us, in the idea. And we started doing events for students to help them develop career skills so we started doing events back in 2017 and since then that was beehive and since then we've developed from a community um, to a volunteer association and now we're a full st- i guess a full-stack company that is registered um, in china and um but the idea is that it wasn't uh, a, a very straightforward journey. so there were a lot of buka uh, occasions in in the Throughout um, the the journey, uh, the, the trip, but um, uh, well, as, as I can see, nice I think the best. So the be, I think the best uh, the best way to overcome like vuka situation. So since I guess that uh, the audience is interested in how to overcome VUCA is to place yourself in VUCA situations. Mm-hmm. So while studying at this uh, Chinese university. I, after uh, after starting our student club and doing events, whatever, um, I found, I managed to get um, two internships. Uh, so one was an internship at a big company and I was in the finance department. So this huge company. So I would work there on Thursday and Fridays. And then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would work on a startup, which was marketing. So I studied in the same week, I, I would study at both. So for me to understand, okay, what's better for me Is it the startup or is it the corporate? So uh, I realized very early in the process that I prefer the startup environment because, you know, I had uh, my manager was this amazing lady from Coca-Cola, like super strict marketing, boom, 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 get things done. And I felt supported. Our our founder was uh, from Alibaba, -Alibaba, ex-Alibaba employee, super super genius, super clever. Like everyone was super nice, was like a huge family. So I felt that I could grow there. And then the other... Um, Internship was more uh, like you know I was just like um, a small part of the of uh, of the how can I say this Uh, I didn't feel that I could grow in the same way it was a big bigger company with a different work environment and a different uh, topic of course different different industry it was finance the other one was marketing so um, and then I worked in in the so after finishing my Chinese uh, course I chose to go with uh, the startup where I continued. Uh, so I, I was the only foreign employee in this Chinese tiny company. And at the same time, I kept working on, on Beehive, our, you know, community that grew uh, from, you know, doing like five, six events. We, so far, we did more than 150 different types of events for foreigners in China for free because we believe that, you know, uh, career training should be available to everyone uh, for free. So it's like a way to distribute unequal resources. So everyone is born in a VUCA world. but you you need to also understand that other people have it have it look higher than you they are, they have a more complex situation to navigate yeah. and I think that Ch- China is is also an, an, a great example of this um, in the in the terms that you know uh, Chinese nationals they have to go through a much more competitive environment in the job market in all kinds of in all spectrums of life compared to as uh you know whatever like people from europe or people born in you know greece and cyprus or france and germany and like okay it's, it's very very different i think that that was a lot of answers in one go but hope it was useful <laughs>
0: all right so uh how, how is the experience after all uh and overall of living working and uh, starting a business in china so
1: um it was uh, very challenging, especially in the beginning. So both uh, me and my best friend, we got food poisoning in the first couple of weeks, but after, yeah, but after some time, um, I mean, mine wasn't so bad, but uh, after some time you get used to the food and the, you know, it's very different food and you learn how to use um, chopsticks. And I I currently still use chopsticks Mm-hmm. and uh, people see me and be like okay, what's wrong with you guys you're you're in spain you're in this like why do you carry chopsticks with you um so i think that's uh one of the things that i picked up from china you know using chopsticks but the um the experience of living in china it it's, it's very different to anything else that you can imagine so there are good things and bad things you have a lot of um i guess um extremes so on in, on the same road on the left side you might see like a Lamborghini and a huge hotel whatever fancy and on the right side you might see like a small tuk-tuk that carries people around you know and uh you know a lot of shackles uh, and very tiny houses that you know you like okay these people live in I mean they don't live in the best uh, uh situation hmm. uh and starting a, a business in China actually I started a business in China without being in China so uh before doing this I lived in China for uh, for for four years. So if, for anyone who wants to um, start a business in China, then I would highly encourage you to have local connections, have or, or as we call them, uh, Guanxi. So Guanxi is like uh, the network or the friendships that you have in China. So you cannot really do much without having this uh, Guanxi in, in China. So because I had, I still have that Guanxi. I I I develop my network in China. I keep my friendships and nourish them as much as I can from afar. Uh, i managed to set up a company without being in china and now we're uh, running this uh, with the help of my uh, uh, associate uh, in beijing uh so it's um what what can i say it's like if you want to work with china you have to be prepared to get in a personal uh, relationship Mm -hmm. with china i mean go on a personal level it's not like you cannot just send an email then this is it no you need to jump on the video call, you have to visit for a trip. And if you want people to trust you and work with you, you yeah. really need to show them um, your intentions. You need to show them that you appreciate them. So learning the language is very, very important. Learning about the local customs, the cultures. Of course, these changes as we go, like you know, the culture of doing business with startups is very different to doing business with corporates or other yeah. uh, like different industries, like working with state-owned entities. So they all have different um, priorities. Uh, but what you need to understand is that uh, it's not like I will do business with China in this way. No, every Chinese business, every Chinese industry, every founder, every person has a different uh, perspective, different way of doing things, and they have different priorities. And of course, I guess the biggest divide would be working with um, state-owned entities or so government-owned organizations, while versus working with um, you know private entities, and then it's corporate like big organizations versus um startups but it doesn't matter who you work with you always work with with the people so it's like you really need to invest time into working um, with the people and that's why even now in in spain where i live like many of my friends i know um through china like maybe through common friends or they are chinese and um so it's uh, if you want to to do to do work with china you have to be to ex- to be ready to do it in the long term it's not like hit and run just uh, go there for one month one year and then you know you're settled for life it's more like you need to keep that relationship going and uh, um,
0: yeah okay so how how can we go um, in order to to build a global career or a network Uh, you said previously that uh, you you need to have this access to C's, you said, did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, That's so,
1: correct, yeah, very good, Yeah. But is there one thing
0: that uh, will allow you to start talking in the local market, but what else, what other differentiations according to what? Uh, how we do business, let's say, in Europe or uh, in other countries? Is there anything, um, the, the, the so-called kinky thing that uh, we, we need to know or it would be helpful to know? By the time that we approach the uh, the quantsies of the quantity
1: Yeah. So, for, for example, in in Europe, we have uh, you know like a lot of different social medias, um, social media apps like uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and what have you. Um, in China, they only have one app, the super app called WeChat. So, if you want to start building connections with uh, China, then mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty okay most of the time after you meet someone for the first time, like if you meet a Chinese person for the first time, it's okay to ask for their WeChat. So you, if you connect with someone on WeChat, then you, you can assume that this person is actually, you know, they are open to exploring friendship or business uh, partnership um, with you. So where, where, whereas in, in Europe, uh, you don't just meet someone and you're like, okay, let's connect on, uh, okay, maybe with the LinkedIn, uh, it's more uh, often for business, business relationships. But, in, in China, you you cannot just go and be like, okay, let's connect on LinkedIn. It's kind of weird for them. So first, you need to become their friend, and then, uh, if it makes sense for them and you, then you can, you know, turn this relationship, this friendship, into a, a business uh, partnership. I think that's one of the biggest um, differentiations. It's very very challenging to divide to split, uh, you know, personal from professional in China. So they go uh, together. So many times. Uh, they will tell you that, you know, if you do business with China, you need to drink a lot and you, have to, you need to go to meetings and then they get, you know, they will get you drunk because they think that it's, uh, you know, when you get drunk, then you will say the truth. So you need to be to expect that. Um, but that would be if you do business with more traditional industries or more state-owned or, or older, like more senior and more experienced, like, you know, from the past generation, you um, uh, I'm guessing that, you know, like uh, from my experience, the new generations are more you know, like drinking is not so important to do agreements, but it depends on what kind of industry you want to get yourself into. Uh, but I think that the first thing that you need to do is to start with making friends. And if you're not based in China right now and you're thinking of of working with China or re- learning about China, there are a lot of different ways that you can start doing so. You can start by learning uh, the language at your local Confucius Center, which is like the... You know global school that spreads uh chinese culture and language so you can study learning chinese at Confucius institute you can go to the chinese embassy of your city and kind of see if there are local events attend cultural events mm-hmm. and that's where you will meet friends make friends with chinese and you know do a lot of research and see okay what 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 makes sense for me to do like um, should i Uh, does it make sense for me to work with China directly or should I work with Chinese people who are already based in my country and that makes, you know, everything easier? Um, Yeah, but uh, admittedly, I am not, uh, you know, a business expert. I don't have uh, the years of experience of doing business everywhere here and there. Uh, So from, from my experience, I saw that having... I think this personal touch and, and kind of not being afraid of showing your character and who you are and your intentions, then people will be than to go and like, create some uh, you're not so your first. I would say like go with uh, making friends first and then the connection. So if you are not genuinely interested in this uh, Chinese person or in the Chinese culture, you're just like, okay, I just want to have like cheaper labor or one factor, then I think you can, mm-hmm. you can find other countries to do that because China is not like... Um, it's not just like, it's, it's more like a personal investment of time and effort and energy. And it's not, um, I mean, you if, if you want to do that, then you can go to, I don't know, Alibaba or whatever uh, okay. and try and see if you can just order stuff from there. Uh, but the idea is that if you can manage to strike a personal relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you know, out there, we chat, speak a bit of Chinese, show them that you experience, yeah, that you appreciate their language, that their, their culture, you know, so like uh, China has, like it's uh, the history is as long as the Greek, you know, Greek ancient mm-hmm. history as well. So, uh, so uh, for for both of us, you know, like Spiros and me, like we're both like. Uh, so I'm from Cyprus, but still we, we speak Greek. We relate to the, you know, the Greek history, whatever. We feel very proud and appreciated when someone tells you, you know, Kalimera or Efharisto, or they tell you about Pericles and the, that. So that You're like, you know, this person can appreciate something amazing. And if you can do the same with the Chinese then uh, that they will appreciate that because you put effort in understanding and learning about the culture you're not just there to for the an easy back and there's no easy back just, just saying it's not like 20 things like and maybe in the past there was but for, in my uh, uh from my experience there's no easy back or you know working with china is not an easy way to make money or get rich
0: <clears throat> all right that uh, that was interesting very very interesting so uh, what um what type of uh, services are you offering in general and uh, also in uh, China?
1: So uh, with our Chinese partners, we work with different Chinese universities. So we, we help them with doing marketing. So uh, uh, creating marketing materials for them and helping them engage with an international audience. For example, we work with uh, business school and we help them with recruiting international talent in China to enroll in their um, in their, um uh, you know programs, another thing that we're doing actually next month uh, we are working with uh, you know uh, my home university, which uh, has campuses in uh, China as well so it's it's amazing to be working with a university. you study that, so we're helping them, helping them with organizing a job fair yeah. for their international students, so helping them with sourcing companies that are interested in tapping into their foreign talent but also uh, helping them de- deliver training career training for them. And um, these are like the, the main focuses right now. But uh, in the past, I've de- delivered like WeChat marketing. So specifically how to use WeChat as a tool to do business development in China, because uh, WeChat is a tool that I use on a daily um, basis. And it's very important to know how to use it and how you can you know, build your brand or you know, promote your services through that uh, platform. So I deliver training in that um, platform as well.
0: Awesome. Where someone can find you and the information about uh, your services and uh, how can someone come in contact with you to get more information either for the training that you offer or for information on how to develop his or her business in China.
1: For sure. So you can just uh, find my uh, website. It's, uh, it's just my name, Petros Jack. So it's Petros, P-E-T-R-O-S-D-J-A-K so if you just type Petros Jack online, you can find me or LinkedIn. If you type Petros DJ, so you can call me DJ Petros, whatever. Uh, so you can find me on, on um, LinkedIn as well. And I would be happy to help you start your journey um, in, uh, in China.
0: Petros, thank you very, very much for being here today in this episode. It was really great insights. And uh, definitely there were things in there that I was not aware of at all uh not surprised but uh you know it is always nice to uh to hear younger people having so great and massive experience uh on uh, on business topics so thank you very very much for being here for sharing with passion all the uh things that you gained w- with your experience all these years and uh, what you are doing
1: thank you spiros it was a pleasure and just i want to uh just mention that there's no replacement for actually going to china and experiencing china uh in, online is on, in, alone is not enough so even if anyone wants to start doing something with china you have to be prepared okay one day i will have to go and visit my business partners or my friends in china and have hot pot with them and drink um, baijiu with them so it was a big pleasure to be here Spiros, and uh best of success uh with the world uh, podcast i've i've checked out uh, some of your episodes they've been really great I love the term VUCA because I live I think we live in a VUCA world so I encourage everyone to check out the other episodes of uh, your podcast as well
0: awesome Petros thank you very very much ladies and gentlemen the contact of Petros down to the comments thank you for being here today to another VUCA leadership podcast looking forward to see you all to the next one bye bye Mm